0: So. <laughs> well, we're not showing video. We just have to worry about yeah. Nobody, nobody knows.
1: Too, so. so it's all no. Nobody, nobody
2: knows.
1: Nobody knows. Yeah, as far as they know, we're in a lava pit fighting dinosaurs while we're doing this. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Especially if we do sound effects, <laughs> that'll work.
2: Dungeons <laughs> <laughs> and Dragons game.
1: Hello and welcome back to another episode of d beats Podcast. I'm your host, Jake Lionheart, and for this episode, we have the wonderful Megami, who's stepping in to talk about D&D music. Uh, she is an artist, a singer, gamer, magical girl, and uh, soon-to-be DM. So we, we get into all of those things in this episode. I will make, uh, I guess, an editor's note that uh, I forgot to talk about the song at the end, um, kind of segueing into it we kind of just signed off uh but that's because during the episode megami actually goes into the meaning of the song and everything else so i think subconsciously i was like hey that covers <laughs> the music at the end so just want to say like stick around at the end and hear the wonderful song killers of Kyrgyzstan." uh you, you don't want to miss that so that out of the way let's also get housekeeping out of the way if you want to support the show, check out the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Jake Lionheart. If you want to help uh, with any donations to help pay booth rent to keep me on the internet, head over to ko fi.com. That's ko fi.com forward slash Jake Lionheart. And if you're interested in being a part of the show, want to be interviewed, talk about your art, talk about D&D, talk about why you love them both, and how you combine them, email me at dnbeatspodcast at gmail.com. That's the letter D, the letter N. Podcast or I mean beats podcast Can I try again? Let me try again. I'm not gonna edit this. Let's so just try again. You can email me at the letter D, the letter N beats podcast at gmail.com. We'll schedule you. See how I stopped for us that symbol? Okay, anyways, I'm stalling too much now. Email me, we'll talk about it, we'll schedule you, and we'll we'll talk about art and D D. Anyways, here's the episode. I hope you enjoy. It starts like this. We've already been chatting for a little bit. My guest ladies and gentlemen is the one and only Megami. Hi. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> and I I'm going to I'm a boast now because this is coming out later in the future, but uh, Megami is an amazing DM and uh, all of us playing Aww. this game are having an absolute blast and we're probably talking about it a lot on Twitter. So, you can blame her for being awesome. So, there we go. I'm setting it up.
0: I'm scared and excited.
1: (laughs) But, yeah. So, this is just... uh, We're just talking music, talking D&D, and just see what happens. Because um, I love music. I love D&D. And you love music. And you love D&D. Yeah. And then, so, we're just going to see what happens. So, start off with the two important questions. That this whole yeah. podcast is based on, the first yeah. one, question one a, when did you first get into music?
0: Oh snap! Um, is two years old allowed?
1: If you can remember, yeah. I don't see why not.
0: Uh, well, my mom, like my mom, swears that at, like, well, actually, before that, she swears that like one day she was singing to me and she stopped and like she heard me as a like as a baby like less than a year old like kind of cooing trying to sing back to her oh. um, so that's super like it's you know it's one of my mom's stories um, but I kind of like I just feel like music's always been with me it's always been who I'm supposed to be I guess um, and then so music in a more formal uh motion I guess like I was in elementary school choirs Mm -hmm. audition choirs for the city I did um audition choirs throughout middle school throughout high school um I then did audition groups in college and actually I got music scholarships for singing so that You know, music helped pay for my education um, along with my grades, so that was kind of cool. Very cool. Um, So I've always been involved in music in one way or another, uh, not necessarily writing music um, Mm. and, and, you know, getting out there till here recently, Mm -hmm. um, but definitely always singing and being a part of some sort of
1: musical something or other. Got you. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah, I wonder, like... Do you ever wonder if your mom was just like, it's my baby, and she's cooing at me because she loves me, or is like, no, she's singing, I... I think she <laughs> wholeheartedly believes I was singing, nice. yeah,
0: because she's she's also very, like, straight on the up and up, like, she's not one to make stuff up either, so... Oh, I got you,
1: I got you. Yeah, I'm just you wondering... Know, I
0: don't know, I, like, yeah, maybe part of it's like, oh, you're just, you know, it's true maybe girl, but like, yeah. part of me wants to believe that it's, but it's true, right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm so like that as, I'm like that as a dad. always been there.
1: <laughs> yeah. I'm like that as a dad. I'm like, what are you guys going to do that's going to be awesome? Then I'm going to be like, he did that at two years old and he was climbing fences and he like, <laughs> he like broke a brick with his forehead. I'm like, he's so strong. He's only three. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking for those stories to tell about, about them when they're older, but yeah, that's so that's very awesome. Which brings us to the next question, since you told us kind of what your first thing about music is. Question one, part B: What got you into Dungeons and Dragons?
0: Uh, so we actually started. It was my husband, mm. um, and we actually started through Pathfinder. Oh. And so we started playing Pathfinder, and um, he ran a, a few games. And then I ran a couple of sessions, and uh, I still remember the Tower of Power was <laughs> the one that the, the one that I remember most. Uh, we ran for a friend's birthday, or I ran for a friend's birthday, and nice. you know I had the the map out, the grid out, uh, and I was. So I tend to, I just over-prepare. I <laughs> over-prepare. That yeah. is, I like world-building. i We have talked about this mm-hmm. here, especially recently. So, like, in preparation for this game, I had drawn out, like, I went and I got poster board. I had drawn out shops with merchandise on it. And oh, nice. Like, I had the grid out, and I did every level of this tower that they had to go through. And um, it, it just was a fun thing to do and then from there um my hubby was listening to podcasts and he was like oh I know these people and he was like hey you should check out Critical Role and so on one of our trips that we took overseas you know in the before times
2: yeah <laughs> um
0: <laughs> the before COVID yeah. times the before um times. we that's just one of our things like we love to travel and Mm. And all that. So we decided to put on the the Critical Role Season 2 podcast, um, episode one, while we drove up to Chicago. So it was like a five hour drive. So we listened to the first episode of Critical Role Season 2 on the way to the airport to go to Madrid. Oh, wow. And got hooked and so we had kind of already started the transition from Pathfinder to D&D like at our home games mm-hmm. um, and so then after that we just kind of we just kind of picked up the, the whole D&D.
1: Nice. Is, so. <laughs> yeah, Critical Role will do that to you. You listen to one episode and you're like, what is happening? What is this? What is happening? Yeah. I'm addicted. I am Jester. <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. I think I, I had a friend, like, recommend it to me because I was at work with, like, needing a podcast. And he's like, yeah, listen to that podcast. And I went on Spotify, not realizing that it goes from newest to oldest episode. So the oh. first thing was the Dallin's Closet one shot thing that they had. Yeah. No, I'm sorry, not the one that one that was, um, the search for grog. So I didn't even, I didn't even know who, I didn't, first off, didn't know who all these characters were, but then Travis was playing a completely different character, and it wasn't until the very end where, I guess spoilers for anybody who hasn't watched it, but, um, yeah, he breaks out of the crystal, and then has, like, two natural 20s in a row, and saves the day, and just (laughs) everybody shouting and being excited and stuff, I was like, what is, I I remember having chills, I'm like, I don't know what's happening, but this is exciting. What I needed in my
0: life. Exactly,
1: yeah. So that's yeah, I'm the same way. You listen to them once and you're like, day day. Um, yeah. day, day. <laughs> yeah. But um moving on, because I just I like transitioning between and seeing how they both kind of connect in people's lives. Um yeah. in that first part of the music thing, you mentioned that you would uh, do music that wasn't necessarily you writing, which brings right. up you've segued it so well. Um the next question is, do you remember the first song that you either wrote, recorded, or performed? In this case, it's probably all three different things. The first one you wrote, the first thing you recorded, and it's the first Whoa. thing you performed. Which for okay. the other two the other two interviews I've had so far, that's all been the first one I wrote is the first one I recorded. So Yeah,
0: no, for me it is different. Um so the first one I wrote I couldn't tell you what it is because I I hit a point, I think, in high school. Uh, high school and college, I started kind of dabbling in poetry. And so I just had notebooks filled with, mm. you know, scribbles of things that could potentially be poetry, could potentially be songs. And then in college, I started writing more songs, per se. Mm-hmm. Um one of the first things I recorded was with the help of my cousin, who's actually um, a music producer out in L.A. Oh, nice.
1: Um,
0: and so he had to, like, come over for a visit uh, when we were taking care of my grandfather before he passed away. And so we just, like, did a, a kind of slosh together, you know, whatever, and we recorded a song, um, and I want to say, I want to say it was from my EP from Blue, oh. I think that song is in there, um, so yeah, and then the first song I released, though, oh. was The Gentleman,
1: uh-huh.
0: which was a Critical Role fan
1: song, <laughs> yeah.
0: and yeah. You know that one well, because that's how we connected. It was, yeah.
1: So, yeah, I'm
0: I'm glad I did that.
1: Yeah, it was very cool. Yeah, I remember hearing that, and I'm like, I think I was just trying to get into remixing, and I'm like, this doesn't have drums, so I can mess with it however I want. (laughs) I'm not like, yeah, I'm not, I mean, I learned from it, but yeah. And sure enough, Dad, period is like, hey, here's a beat for an EP. Do you like this beat? And here we are going to be playing Dungeons and & Dragons. And we were we siblings were? in a one-shot. We were! Yeah. We <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Hermano y hermana. <laughs> That's right. Coming into that
0: salsa beat. Yeah. Oh, huh.
1: so. yeah. <laughs> yeah, music. That was,
0: is- that was a good dynamic. That was a good dynamic.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm j I am do not know if, if Danny is listening to this, but if you're listening to this in the future, Danny, I'm just saying, you know, feel like mm-hmm. running another one shot or something, like, you know I mean,
0: yeah, Nico and Rose definitely are <laughs> are willing. I mean Rose
1: is and I mean Nico saved the day with that shot there at the end. Yeah, murdered friends, but still really <laughs> one shot.
0: No, no one, no one died.
2: No one died. I just
1: like that I was like one shot, you guys, and it was like one shot. And I'm like, I shoot an arrow at a thing that might crush three of our friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we all came and out we, alive. yes, we we all. I was gonna
0: throw bookcases on them. Though, That's true. So I mean, I was I was gonna squish them. With them. Oh my god, <laughs> we're <laughs> chaos.
1: The siblings are gonna smash all their friends. <laughs> 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 it's great. I just got to it before you could. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, that's awesome. So, those are your, I guess, first like recorded song and and, and stuff like that. Which brings me to: Do you remember if it has been a while your first D and D character that you ever made?
0: Been a while. Um, <laughs> couldn't help it, man.
1: Yeah, it's there. Um, um, uh,
0: my first real D and D character, I think. I'm going to say, was Nathrali Darkstorm.
1: Ooh.
0: Yeah, she was in Air Genasi. Hey. And uh, this was actually for the Tomb of Annihilation uh, arc that we ran. And so she started off uh, very greedy and... She was very, like, ooh, shiny mine. <laughs> All the mines. <laughs> yeah.
2: Um,
0: but I will say, I think she kind of redeemed herself. Uh, the The tomb did take her life. Mm-hmm. Um, so she did not make it out of the tomb. But she... So she turned to stone as she was carrying out another player character. The other characters were able to take the Other character out of her arms before she crumbled. Wow. Yeah, she turned to stone and crumbled. So wow. bye bye, Nathrali.
1: No. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a cool <laughs> name, though, Nathrali. <laughs> so good. I
0: like the name Nathrali Darkstore. Darkstore.
1: How, did you have a voice, or was this so, so like early um, on? No,
0: no, not really. Okay. I didn't really have a voice for her. I, I've had, I have, I've had a voice
1: for a character after her. Gotcha. But not just sounds like dark not, storm. There's really no, dark, dark <laughs> here. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's awesome. Oh man, what a way to go out, though, right? Like, yeah,
0: yeah, turn to stone, and then. Literally just
1: crumble. Cr- like
0: crumble into dust.
1: What level were you guys? Is this is like the, low level. I was. She no,
0: I think she was like eleven or twelve. Oh, okay. So, she was up there. Um, she was a. I think I was playing a ranger. Yeah. Oh, very yeah. cool.
1: Um, I could take it.
0: <laughs> but I mean, it's like oh, man because. It it was a while, and and not not gonna lie, part of me wanted to get out of that freaking tomb alive. <laughs> but I think that tomb did its job because we lost a lot of player characters Ooh. in in that campaign. Yeah. So we had we had to to roll new characters uh, to be able to finish to that storyline. It, it was rough. It was rough.
1: Dang. This like more of kind of like a meat grinder one, right? like yes, yeah, but.
0: absolutely well, and it's and it's kind of like in two parts because when you're in cholt, uh, I won't spoil too much for anybody who's wanting to play the campaign, but so when you're in cholt, there's like this outside like jungle area that feels very exploratory and you can just kind of do your own thing and you can bring in your own homebrew elements if you want but then Mm. like once you reach the tomb itself it's just like level after level after level of death Ah. there's some encounters in the tomb that are meant to be TPK like wipe you out if you get stuck in there so
2: watch out (laughs) coming for you. Yeah.
1: So go and purchase Tomb of Annihilation at a store near you. Yeah. Or online. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Um, so mov- moving on to some more now music-inspired question. Okay. Um, What would you say it is about music that you fell in love with or that keeps drawing you back into it especially since it's been in your case so prominent in your life and throughout your life
0: yeah i think it's just the difference of it like the flexibility of music right Mm -hmm. um i heard once that music begins where language fails Mm. like that's where music is born where where you have no words or can't express it right like Mm -hmm. that's where music then is born and I really like that I like that thought Um, a lot of what I did for example in college was a lot of the more classical stuff so we're doing um, stuff in German and we're doing stuff in Latin you know in Italian Mm -hmm. things of that nature Um, you know choral pieces meant for small ensembles like 12 voices or something Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so it very, you know, classical and whatever, but then you get out in like the fan world and then you've got, you know, Spencer rocking out and you've got Chase with his smoothness and then you got you over here dropping bars nah. and, you know, but it's, it's just, there's so much flexibility to music. Yeah. And, um, I feel like it's one of those things where, like, I feel like I'm talented, Um, But at the same time, I feel like there's a lot that I don't know and a lot that I'll, like, I'll never know. And so it's, like, always learning something. Mm. And when you make connections with other critter nerds or just music nerds in general, you know, they have a specialty you can kind of. Like pull from them, pick their brain, and then wonderful collaborations are born. And then you get those creative juices flowing, and you're just like back and forth, yeah. you know, just like ah, and <laughs> it builds excitement and when you can geek out with somebody. Be like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, mm-hmm. can you this thing that I'm working on? You know, <laughs> it's just it's just super exciting. Yeah. So it definitely keeps me hooked.
1: Very cool. Um, let's see if I can remember these. So my my two questions that spawn from that question is. Since you're doing these different pieces in other languages, what is it... And and again, assuming that you're not fluent in German and these other languages that you're singing in. Is there anything or is there anything or is there something, a spark or some kind of magic in that, that even though you don't know the language, it does something to you emotionally or makes you want to move or... Inspires absolutely, you? Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. Um, I think... I think sometimes you just listen to, like, the harmony or the way that a certain note hits, right? And it just gives you goosebumps. And you might not exactly know... You know the general translation, right, of what mm-hmm. you're singing. Or you can read a translation and... and but you, you still get feeling from the music itself Uh, and actually so as an example of of that again one of one of the trips that my husband and I went to went to the UK and we went to a place called Norwich and it's probably my favorite place in all of the cities that we went to in the UK even above London Mm. Uh, and so we went to a little cathedral there and I will always remember this for the rest of my life We walked in, and there was a choir practicing in this cathedral, and it wasn't English, but just the way that their voices came together and just filled that space. Like, I sat down on the floor as a group was like walking around getting a tour <laughs> and i just sat there and i had tears in my eyes oh, and just goosebumps like up and down mm. just because it was almost spiritual like how beautiful it was mm-hmm. and the emotion being portrayed the feelings so yeah i don't need to understand
1: right. what
0: the words were saying <laughs> to to understand the music it's just beautiful
1: yeah that's that's awesome, yeah. Because when you when you first brought that up, it it reminded me of um, I know I'm not going to say the name right, but it's Nina Simone's song quite Pass" or something like that. "Nemiquite pas. Okay. And I think it's I French. I think I know. And but I mean, for one, it's Nina Simone, so no matter what Nina Simone sings, it's either going to move you or make you cry. But then, like, <laughs> just the way she delivers this, I'm like, I don't want to. And I send you another song today for something else and I'm like I don't want it translated for me I just want to sit there and let it move me even though I because like you said it's it's where like where language fails Um, and then yeah and I brought that up also because I remember hearing and I don't know who to credit this to but it was this I'm pretty sure it was a jazz musician talking about how like you know him and maybe a man from Japan can see one another and in the same way like have a horrible time trying to communicate but then all of a right. sudden one picks up a guitar and the other one goes to the piano yeah and then all of a sudden you,
0: you have a conversation
1: they're having a conversation yeah and so that was one of those things you brought that up i'm like i have to bring this up because it's it's yes. such a and I i figured you would have a nice story like that because i can only imagine like and I'm, it's like an old cathedral too i imagine right so just oh, history yeah,
0: hundreds of years like yeah. older than america
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> and you're sitting there listening to these people just harmonize and sing, and yeah, yeah. that sounds so awesome. Yeah. Um, it was unreal. That's that's cool. Um, so with now that we've <laughs> talked about what drew you into music and that different magical element, what magical element of D and D do you love, and what is it that makes you excited about this game?
2: Oh snap!
1: Yeah, if you need to sit in it for a minute. I'll just edit to when you start talking about it. So, okay. Can, can
0: say it one more time. Uh, tell me the question one more okay. time.
1: Let's see if I can word it. just as kind of okay as I did. So, in the same way you had that magic moment with music, about it, the love of it and drawing you in, is there magic in Dungeons & Dragons that just keeps bringing you back and just keeps making you fall in love with this game?
0: Yeah. Um... I'll say the first moment of magic for me was when I was running my tower of power game. Um, and you know, I had prepared so much and prepared so much, but then like the player characters would throw things at me that I just never anticipated Mm. or even expected. And so that was like, Oh, this isn't all planned out. Like (laughs) there, there are things to uncover here. And we had this one moment where one of the party, we were on a level of this tower and it was filthy, but there were like murals on the wall and it was clearly like an abandoned temple, Mm. right. That had long been used And that's how I presented it. Well, one of them decided that they were going to pray to the deity of this temple. Oh. And they were going to clean up the temple and leave an offering. So the magic happened when, like, all these light bulbs started going off in my head. And I just, by the seat of my pants, you know, started coming up with stuff. And we started Mm -hmm. leaving a story. And, you know... All of a sudden, the lights went dark and it went completely black, and a bluish flame lit up in one corner, and another bluish flame lit up in the other corner, and this voice like reverberated throughout mm-hmm. the room. And just, you know, all of a sudden, you have this deity yeah. actually speaking to one of your characters, and you have this interaction. And you're just like, Oh, this is so cool! Like, I want more <laughs> of this, right? Yeah, um, and then you know, moving forward, years. You know, I'm still getting to do like these one shots and stuff, and with different characters and different people, and everybody always brings something so fun to the table in a different dynamic, and mm-hmm. like something unexpected or just something really stupid that just has everybody laughing. And it's uh, it's just such a good time. I feel like you can you're not only like becoming better friends with the people that you're you're playing with, but then you're also getting to to write a character, right? Like yeah. live this character and explore this character and what are they about? Mm-hmm. Well, what would they do in this situation? It's just storytelling and I'm I, a creative mess. Um, is kind <laughs> of how I like to um, sometimes describe myself because I have my hands in a little bit of everything. Mm-hmm. So it just kind of works perfect for me because it's
1: just you can be a mess all over it and,
0: and it just works.
1: That's awesome. Which, funny enough, brings a great transition. Even though we're not a sponsored podcast, and this is not an ad, you <laughs> found a very useful tool as a DM today that oh I know you're excited and you want to talk about. And so um, I think you should talk about it. Maybe we'll send it to the people and we'll get sponsored. I don't know. but
2: <laughs> So
0: this was... You know, I was going through and I was like, I need to find a way to organize my notes because it's turning into a rabbit hole and spreadsheets can only do so much Mm -hmm. and I can't link to things. And um, my hubby had been talking about like doing wiki pages and like linking from one page to another so that you could access your stuff. And I had tried to look for uh, world building things specifically through like the D&D compendium. Um, And they have all kinds of world building uh, sites that you can go to Some of them are There's a lot of them that are free But mm. it's very limited um, And so The other stuff you all had to pay Monthly for and I was like well, I, don't know. I mean I could But um, So I was like you know I just want sticky notes And like a whiteboard that I can Move around and put little pins And go crazy with my Red string and make mm-hmm. connections And so I found this this app, I guess. Um, it's called The Brain. It's just The Brain. And you go in here, and I've been on this for too many hours today, <laughs> and you can, so in your brain you have thoughts, right? Like that's your, your label. So you have your thought. And so for example, I can, I can come in here and I'm going to go to my main thought, which is, campaign, Mm -hmm.
1: and then under
0: it I've got continents and oceans, and I've got player characters, but then I can click on my player characters, I can see all of my player characters, I can see in my continents, I can go and I can look at every region, I can look at every city, underneath each city I can make my NPCs and my, you know, taverns or establishments. I can put notes. I can do the cross-linking. Guys, this is all free and it's amazeballs! <laughs> I am so excited. Um, you can color coordinate. You can stick, um, you can stick little icons on here for tags. So if you want to put on your NPCs and you can just look at it at a glance of like, this is an unknown NPC. This NPC will give you a quest. This NPC is hostile. This NPC is friendly. Like you can do tags for all of these things. Um... And just at a glance, have all of your world right there and cross reference And I can drop pictures in there of my player <laughs> characters and references. And I can even drop URLs in there. I can drop documents, spreadsheets, you name it. It's amazing. <laughs> and that's it. I'll stop talking about that. But check them out, The Brain, if you're a DM yeah, um, and you're looking for a different way to, to organize your, your your stuff, your yeah. campaign stuff.
1: <laughs> yeah we've been going back and forth today about you talking about it and you're like i should probably talk about it so any dms listening out there what is it like thebrain.com or something like that
0: um i i want to say so and then i think you can go to app.thebrain.com too and you can like download it for mobile even and it's oh, cross nice. platform so you can do windows you can do mac you can do mobile yeah um it, they have a, a local version. You can also upload it to like a cloud, and then you can work on it remotely from any device. Ooh. So it just seems to be super, uh, super flexible.
1: Nice. So, with everything. Folks at the Brave, this was a free ad read. Like, if you guys want to, yeah. throw us the some brain. sponsorship. <laughs> <laughs> hey,
0: yeah, uh, throw us the goods. Yeah,
1: me, me, sneakily trying to find sponsors in the middle of a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> like the old like uh game shows where they're like in the middle of like playing a game and it's like what if we stop for a dr pepper <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> dr pepper if you also want to sponsor holler at your boy um <laughs> yeah
0: or like cheese puffs like i will take cheese puffs any day of the week
1: yeah. or just saying just saying <laughs> yeah frito eight uh if you got <laughs> but um yeah, yeah yeah, That's that's awesome um All right, next set of questions. Here we go.
0: Are we going back to to more character questions?
1: We're going to go to maybe. Maybe. This is the part of the show where I'm I'm thinking I've set the scene of what the art is that you do and what it is that you do in D&D. Now let's see if you have merged them or married them in a way. So my next question is, does music influence how you create or play d anD D character, if Ooh. at all? Ooh. Um. Or let me see. Let me add this to as like a, a if while you think of that. It could also uh-huh. be how many playlists have you made for your characters as well?
0: <laughs> okay, so here's here's a funny thing, and maybe I'm. Like, I never, like, got into Spotify and stuff till just recently.
2: Oh.
0: Um, so, I kind of found it a little hard to use at first. So, mm. I, I really haven't made playlists for yes. my characters. Um, I'm clutching my pearls. So yes. shame, shame on me, but, <laughs> but I for this particular campaign that we are putting together, I had a player request to do something music related. And it was, you know, completely 100% up to me if I wanted to do it, um, which of course I was like, yeah, let's go for it. Let's try it. And so I will say that the creation of the music that I've been working on for this campaign for this particular character and something revolving around this character mm. is actually inspiring the the creation of a connection to this character that I think is going to to influence the whole party eventually. Ooh. So And it's gonna be
1: fun. Very cool. Yeah. So now <laughs> we're now we're actually making music for the camp. For the camp interesting I, I have a secrets. feeling
0: I have a feeling that we are are very quickly going to have enough content to create an <laughs> album, album of music.
1: Yeah, I would say so I think everybody is either a musician or musically inclined yes. in this game yes. more so than yeah. even my, my own last game that I was in that Technically, kind of had three bards. This is like what, like five and a half (laughs) bards. I mean,
0: yeah, it's gonna be.
1: uh, It's gonna be 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 fun. Yeah, it's gonna be great. Yeah,
0: and and we have we have guest bards. We
1: We do, yeah.
0: Guest critter bards that are taking part in this whole mess. So
1: everybody's gonna show Uh, up with a song. uh, So that's pretty awesome. (laughs) uh, 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 uh. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. So that, that goes even, I think, beyond. Does it, it has it influenced? Yes. So much so that you're actually yeah. making music for the, yeah. um, the, the thing. Um, the, the inverse of that question would be, um, I guess, pretty obvious, especially if people listen to your music. I think during this conversation, they probably picked it up. But does, has, um, d a character or a story influenced your music, which you kind of did, cover about like your first actual recording song being The Gentleman. The
0: Gentleman. I guess if we yeah. can dig
1: into that, what was it that actually made you go, I need to record this song. I need to get it out there because I feel there's something about this I need to tell to the world about yeah, the Yeah,
0: it was it was the completion of the story, I think. Mm. Um I was I think I've always been kind of invested in Jester. And so with his relationship to Jester and then just the strong characters, right, that were around Jester. Not just Jester, but mm-hmm. the gentleman, the Ruby of the Sea. Um, and then kind of getting that whole story arc of what happened in the past and finally filling those holes together. Um, and then at the time, too, I I had been listening to just things online and a, a lot of other Critter Bards were releasing stuff. And I know Morgan had put out his Sea Shanty and i had always been very hesitant about putting stuff out because i kind of um felt like i was limited by the fact that i couldn't really make tracks right like that's the one thing i couldn't do i can sing and i can write but i don't know how to put music to things mm. a lot of time because i'm i'm an ear musician i i can't really do the theory i struggle with that very much so um me too <laughs> Yeah, so when he put out his song, and it was acapella, I was like, you know what, I think I can, I think I just need to go for it. And mm. I think it was just one of the moments where I was surrounded by enough people that were into the same thing, and I felt like it was a good, supportive space, mm-hmm. that it kind of gave me the courage to, to just go for it. Um, and then shortly after that, I released Tavern Waltz, which was based on that, super sweet scene of jester and caleb Mm -hmm. waltzing um which i just absolutely adored and as soon as that scene was over i was just like oh oh, it's so cute
1: yeah
2: um
0: and i've had ideas of stuff since like to to moments of stuff that i wanted to kind of write since but i just i didn't sit down to write them at the time and it's weird because i've i've found that when when inspiration strikes, like you have to just put it down, whatever you're doing and write it or record the, the scratch, you know, thought or yeah. whatever. Cause if not, you lose
1: it. Yep. Yep. <laughs> uh, there.
0: Sometimes like you have the best idea and then you wait too long or you have dinner or you finish your shower. And then it's like, Oh, mm-hmm. what was it that this great idea that I was just singing and humming? I can't remember to mm-hmm. save my life. So yeah. Um, and now with the campaign wrapping up, I've actually written a couple of things. I just hey. haven't released them. Hey. Um, so I actually have uh, one song. I actually did a Caleb and Essex song, <laughs> which is written. And it is currently um, being instrumented by some other Critter Bards. Hey. And then I did another song um, Which I actually reached out to the community, and I reached out to to all the critters, and I was like, hey, if there are any new critters that aren't involved in the music stuff, uh, but Wannabe hit me up. And so I brought a, a bunch of people on board um, that had never done anything before to, with the community. So that's kind of fun. And that's a huge project that's actually in the final mixing stages right Aye. now. Um, so that's going to be another big like choral piece mm-hmm. um, kind of in that echoey or echoing the killers of Kyrgyzstan song, oh, which man. that was a D and D song.
2: That I put yeah. out.
0: And that was based on Valseris Arda. <laughs>
1: My three-year campaign. Ooh. character. Right, you got to um, you got to dig into it now that you brought it up. <laughs> so I'm just all over the place. <laughs> it's fine. I was going to bring place. it up, but since you just so <laughs> smoothly, tra- you know, transitioned into it, let's let's dig into it. We've got a, a funny enough. As we're the moment of recording this, this is the day after your three-year-long campaign has come to an end. You've had Probably less than, less than 24, 24 hours, hours Yeah. So where are you at? Especially since you brought up that song. So I know that song oh. means the world to you. This character means yeah. the world to you.
0: Yeah. Oh, this character. She, she has put me through a roller coaster. Um, <laughs> so I know I've talked about this to some of the people that helped with the collaboration for Killers of Kyrgyzstan, but. Uh, I don't know if the general masses know Or like the people on YouTube know So, Killers of Kyrgyzstan Is based on Valseris Val for short And So, how do I go into this There were two Warring city-states And One of them They Had like their supply lines Cut off Mm. Right, so very famished town, um, shanty town, kind of built up around the the periphery of the the main city, kind of. And so when they were going through, like you could just see the people wasting away. Mm. Um. And okay, so she's a death cleric or a, a grave cleric. Um, she was a great cleric to Kellenvor. Um How do I describe her? Um, <laughs> she gets branded creepy. Um, she she's an elf. She had the dark hair. She had like these uh, emerald bright eyes, right? Um, but she gave off that kind of creepy vibe her charisma was not very high so when she would try to have interactions with people she would sometimes fumble her words they would get misconstrued you know so not the best best face Mm -hmm. (laughs)
2: Uh,
0: by any means Uh, she also I had her pick up ritual casting so um she had a, a familiar, a raven familiar. Mm. So here she is, this pale elf with dark hair, dark robes, a dark raven on her shoulder. And she had a shadow steed that she could ritual cast. So she was literally riding in on a black <laughs> horse. Um, she had a, a scythe, like a sickle, mm. um, as her, her hand weapon. So just all kinds of juicy you know, dark, mm-hmm. creepy things. Um, but anyway, so in all the best intentions gone awry, she had just learned the create food and water spell. Oh. And so she went at in. Like at the end of the day, night has just fallen, she goes to the gates of the city and she tries to call over some Youths, uh, and she casts, create food and water. Mm-hmm. And this ends up creating this massive riot in the shanty town because mm. people are like, there's food. And so they start like ripping each other to shreds. It starts a fire that just catches.
2: Mm. And
0: so at the end of the night, there's 808 people that are dead. Wow. So she is the killer of Kyrgyzstan. And so she goes to a trial after this. Um, she has to do penance. Um, she has a shovel that gets like soul bound to her. So anytime that she kills anyone in battle, she has to bury them oh. uh, as part of her penance. Um, anytime that she get, gets any and it goes in her pouch, it's her to families of the dead, like she doesn't get to keep any money. Mm-hmm. Um, so she did. She did her penance, uh, and and then this was that. That's all from where Killer's of Kyrgyzstan came from. But before then, she even had she had another dark arc, Uh-oh. and she was the lone survivor of a TPK. <laughs> So she lost her entire party Oof. um to fire elementals No. Because, yeah, because a the govern the governor, like the mayor of this town, uh, decided that he was gonna be a bad guy. He was bored of being good and he went against the whole party and destroyed her party.
1: Oh my god. So
0: she has this long
1: Yeah. And then It's
0: just been a roller coaster.
1: Everything ties into fire too, right? First fire elementals, then eight hundred and eight people died because of fire. fire.
0: yes. Life. Oh my god. And then towards towards the, the end, um uh, she had she did have a glorious moment though hey. where a uh they were fighting a shadow dragon.
1: Mm-hmm. And, I remember you know, this. You told me about that.
0: She she was she got taken down, but then she rose as a shadow and was literally like engulfed in flames and was like coming after her own party. And, like <laughs> we got out of that by the skin of our teeth. Just oh, it was yeah. it was crazy, but but we did it. We did it. That's very um, cool. And now, yeah, now it's now it's over, uh, the group has been avenged, the the town is safe again, um, and who knows if we'll ever see Val again, and no. I'm not ready for that.
1: No, well, well, if there's a campaign you're running, I don't know if she'll show up or anything, but... I kind of thought about it. Mm-hmm. I kind of,
0: I was like, I wonder if I could make her make a little guest appearance, because okay. heart.
1: Yeah, it's not like, <laughs> not like, we'll be mad at you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm so used to seeing, like, the different guys from D&D Beyond and all that play their characters in all these different campaigns, and it's the same characters every time, so yes. why not? What if, yes. what if Val is a deity in this new world? Who knows? Who knows? It's... It's your world to create <sighs> and try to murder it. A- no. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, no, I mean there will only be slight murdering, slight murdering, and hopefully, yeah, yeah hopefully not.
1: Yeah, just not, li- just light know, like murders. <laughs> it's like it's a it's like a diet murder. Like it's not all the calories of a full murder. Right. Yeah. Right.
0: Right. I mean, we'll we'll have we'll have ways around around <laughs> it. Hopefully, we're you know we get good endings, whether that's happy or melancholy or you know whatever. It's yeah. it's gonna be depending on on you guys. But yeah. hopefully, it's just Dep- we, we want to have fun. Yeah, yeah depending on how
1: fun. chaotic we are.
2: <laughs>
1: ah! Wrang- was it uh, wrangling kittens or something like that? <laughs> or oh, no. Yeah, that's what we're gonna be. Oh, uh, that's awesome. So, rounding things off, we've, we've talked about um, music and D&D, and I think this last question was really good because it tied in so much to this campaign that just ended. Um, I want to ask you, if yeah. your music was a subclass in Dungeons & Dragons...
0: Oh. oh.
1: Yeah, but that's it for a second, so that we can think about it. But if your own personal music and let's just go from like everything, like from from where you started from to where you're at now. If that was a subclass, what whether it's an already established subclass or if you just want to have fun with it right now and kind of DM improv what your music would would be if it was a subclass. And you can take a moment. We can we can edit the, the gap out. While you think about Yo, it, no,
0: I don't know. Ah, <laughs>
1: uh. yeah, I think this, this came up, I think, uh, like last interview, and I thought it was really good. And I was like, Ooh, I'm gonna ask, like, this every... it has to be
0: like a bard subclass. No,
1: it can be any, whatever, whatever subclass you think of your music has. So, like, if you think it's just your music is about strength and power, and you're belting these these you know notes and you're like I'm a I mean, barbarian I mean. subclass yeah <laughs> um so it doesn't have to be a bard subclass it can literally be no
0: i i think uh, <laughs> i i think maybe in real life there's a there's a healing aspect mm.
2: um
0: i i would have to go cleric i I feel like in real life, maybe I I would be a cleric, um, oh. and so maybe my music would would fall somewhere in a in a cleric subclass. But I'm not sure mm. where. Because uh, clerics clerics can can heal, but then clerics can also do a little damage. Yeah. Kind of hold their own. So I don't I don't know I don't really know what class to name that, but I. I would say I'm, I'm in the cleric family.
1: Okay. You know, just from this interview, I'm like, if you're a cleric, so then that means that moment where you were in another country in a century-old church and you are sitting there listening to music, that would probably be your subclass then. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which true. I could see that. Your music does yeah. bring that, so I can I can see that. Uh, yeah. yeah, I heard a piece where you harmonized for just two minutes, <laughs> and I was like, "Actually, you can see me. I can show you exactly what I look like." The yeah. listeners are going to be like, "What's happening?" And you got quiet, and yeah, Megami's laughing. But literally, when I got to that forty-four second minute, I'm like at yeah. work typing, and you forty-four seconds, I'm like. Ah! <laughs> I, so, yeah, and for those listening, I like looked like I was about to fall out of my chair because at forty-four seconds into this harmonization, I was like, "What is happening in this?" Wonderful.
0: I I think I sh- like I legit shredded my throat that day. Yeah, like, I remember you're like, <laughs> it was it, like I I'm a first soprano. I sing up in the clouds, and so like for me to go this low, I was like, Ugh. yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. You're using auto tune like Column McGinnis. and,
0: and <laughs> Nah bruh. Bruh yeah. I, I have I think I have auto tune or something similar to it. Yeah.
1: Uh,
0: on my DAW, but, but I, like, nah. honestly I've never used it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That was a that never was a dig at it. column, so <laughs> And he's uh, like everybody uh, doesn't believe he can sing that low, but Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Um I do have another question. Yes. And, and it's, it's, I'm, I'm still testing this question. It happened oh, the, it, like this, the last one, it happened in this last interview. And I thought it was interesting. But, um, would you say, as a musician, I've, I've heard kind of like the, like the tried and true, true saying that I think musicians tell other musicians. And that's when you're making music, you're not making, I guess you're making music for people to listen to, but at the end, you're trying to make the thing that you want to listen to would you say that that's what you're trying to do? like i'm making music that i want to listen to
0: um i think yes in a way okay um but i think it's more more so than creating music that i want to listen to it's creating music that is helping me process a thought Mm. or is helping me process a feeling or it's a thought that I have that I'm trying to like, I'm trying to challenge myself into conveying a thought or conveying a feeling. Okay. Um, Whatever form that might take. So it might not necessarily be, you know, I'm, I'm, don't maybe necessarily want to listen to sea shanties all day but for this particular story that I want to try to tell I'm going to challenge myself to tell it this way
2: Mm. um
0: and so for me I think I think that's kind of where I'm at like my my cousin um again this is the the music producer he was like you know whatever you do he said don't don't try, and I I take this to heart, he's like, don't try to listen to what other people are doing. Mm -hmm. You know, use them as inspiration, sure, but, like, don't try to copy what somebody else is doing. Like, always try to be finding your sound. And so that kind of stuck with me, because I want to do, and I want to work on what's making me happy at that moment, right? Mm -hmm. And if I'm wanting to explore... Lo fi, then I'm gonna explore lo fi and if I'm wanting to explore sea shanties and explore sea shanties and if I wanna go completely out of my comfort zone and do a rap which you know about that, mm-hmm. um, you know, I'm gonna take two and three weeks to write bars and push myself because I can't grow any other way. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it, it I think it's multifaceted. It's more about processing and conveying and learning and growing for me more so than what I necessarily want to hear
1: very very cool I was like almost like am I going to do this I'm going to do this question and yeah. if it's weird I'm, I'll cut it out but I'm glad I did it because I'm testing that me. because my next my my, I guess I just really liked your your answer so I kind of don't want to ask the second part of this but okay, I am I'm mostly drawn to this <laughs> The second part of this question because of the comedian Donald Glover um, from Community who in one of his stand-up bits because he's also a musician and stuff like that as well mentioned that he was in the mixing and mastering process of one of his albums and he gets in the car and he picks up his friend and so he's like kind of like oh I wonder what the mix sounds like in the car because I think most musicians have that give it the old car test and see if it sounds good in the car. Yeah. Um. And so when he picks up the friend, the friend is all like, "Oh my gosh, is that you?" And then he's like, "Yeah, it's me." You know. It's, and then they're like, Ugh, "You listen to your own music," and <laughs> and it's like this taboo thing that musicians shouldn't listen to their own music, but yet time and time again, I think musicians are given that that advice of make music that you would listen to, but yet the taboo is you're not supposed to listen to your own music. So I'm like. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so the second yeah. part of that is if you do make music that you want to listen to, do you actually listen to your own music?
0: I listen to some of my own music. Um so this is weird too because Like, I sound one way in my head when I'm talking, but like, if I listen to myself in a voicemail, I hate how I sound. Mm -hmm.
1: I think, yeah, everybody Um, does.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And, and so, like, sometimes I will record a song and I feel happy when I'm recording it. And then when it's done, it's like, oh, yeah, okay, this is good. But in my head, it still kind of sounds different like when I was actually doing it so sometimes like I'll have something recorded and I just don't like how I sound mm. in it and people are like oh this is good I'm like awesome I'm glad you like it <laughs> but there's always that little bit of like I don't always 100% like my own voice mm. Um, especially after I'm you know singing into a microphone the whole time it's like okay I'm, I'm, I'm good I'm good with it um, but here, so like here lately, another thing that I've been doing to try and grow is I have been working on a chill album, mm-hmm. um, and I'm going completely non-lyrical with it. Oh. Um, so I, it's very pushing out of that comfort zone to do, um, like more track work. Oh. And so I have a feeling that I'll be listening to that
1: Gotcha, because
0: that is totally something that I would want to listen to.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And it doesn't have that little bit of, well, maybe, you know, maybe they're not going to judge me or maybe I just mm. don't have to listen to my voice the whole time. It's okay. Yeah. It's, I'll feel better. Cause I can just listen to it. Um, but stuff, stuff that I've done in collaboration with people, like the big choral pieces, that stuff I could listen to all day. Like I've listened to killers of Kyrgyz so many times just because the choir sounds so amazing. Mm. And I, I just love hearing all the voices together. Yeah. so that stuff yeah that gotcha. stuff i'll listen to it i'm sorry i'll listen to my own, <laughs> my own stuff there
1: yeah no don't apologize because i i think as musicians we need to get to the place where it's like if we're supposed to be making music for ourselves then it should be okay for us to listen to ourselves and yeah. maybe get yeah. over some of that like imposter syndrome we all have and Ugh. be confident in like you know what i i did do my best on that and i know it's good and yeah. Is
0: that the truth though. Like we we talked a little bit about that too. Like I still struggle sometimes with my stuff isn't good enough. Like why am I on this server? Why am I help like mm-hmm. collaborating with these people? Why am I throwing ideas out? Yeah. And then you just kind of have to be like, "No, you know, you do some good crap. Like shut your face yeah. and just <laughs> Be confident enough to go talk to somebody, yeah. and the creative collaboration process irons out any wrinkles, and you produce cool stuff.
1: Mm-hmm. So,
0: yeah. yeah, no, I'm, I'm there. I'm there. <laughs> I feel you.
1: Yeah. Well, this has been amazing. We've, we've, we're already at an hour. Like we've, we've oh my hit gosh. an hour. And, yeah. and
0: we've been chatting the whole time. Um, can I say one last thing? Sure. About one, one more. Character, because I know that you talked to Chase oh. on one of your previous. He's he's he's, your...
1: he's number one. He's and yeah, and even on his thing, I mentioned because I we brought, I brought up the one shot because I'm like, I need to bring up this one shot because you are a superstar. I'm like, <laughs> there were memes. You were memed. Um, I'm like, and you stole everybody's heart so much that there was memes. I'm sure there's yeah. gonna be stories that uh, Grand killed grandchildren are going to be hearing about this air genasi <laughs> and uh, is everything a dog and so yeah so
0: yeah. oh my gosh everything being a dog Um. so no uh, this is one of those things so Chase obviously played Dalias on this one shot mm-hmm. and he was an air genasi monk and it was adorable and I was playing a seven foot tall goliath barbarian (laughs) nice and somehow they like they were both just innocent and naive and like looking at the world through these fresh eyes and it was just so adorable like i immediately fell in love (laughs) with the character and like i i so my character's name is nivu and I'm totally shipping them a hundred percent to be like besties forever because they're just adorable and innocent and they need to go learn about the world together. <laughs> and I want to play a whole campaign or an extended arc with them, just learning to be best friends. And oh, it was just too cute. Just too, too adorable. He, like, flew up in the air with his little little flying boots. And he was just, like, looking up at him, like, oh, completely shocked. She's like, oh, my God, I love your boots. And he just, like, turns purple because he blushed and he's blue, you know? Yeah. And so it was just, like, adorable. Yep. And I just, I can't get enough. It was just the sweetest. Yeah, I can imagine.
1: Sweetest. I've I've said this to him. That dude can RP his butt off. And he's just like, No, I'm not good and I'm like I I mean I told him, I'm like, There was one time where in the campaign I was playing with him, he like shouted at me. And I forgot I was like this murderous assassin rogue. I became Jake all of a sudden. And it's like, I'm sorry. <laughs> and oh, And I'm like, oh and then I was like, oh no, wait a minute. I'm the rogue. I'm not afraid of you. <laughs> <laughs> but I had the moment where I was me. I'm like, stop yelling at me, Chase. Like oh, no. we're fra-. I'm like, no, wait a minute, that's right. The rogue isn't taking your crap today, sir. But um yeah, yeah like that oh, guy but like, it
0: was just so good. It was yeah. it was just so good.
1: Oh, no, no. I would I would have loved <laughs> to have been a fly on the wall. Because it sounded I really, so much fun. I kind of
0: really wanted to record it, but I didn't, and I wish <laughs> I had now because it was so good. But so I've gotten, I have, I've put out two pieces of art for that, and I've got the third one done. Hey. And I'll be posting it on Twitter at some point, but I still hey, need to do cool. last two characters. Um,
1: awesome. Which speaking of Twitter, yeah, if people are looking for more of your music and D and D stuff from you. Where can they find you on the internet? Uh,
0: on the interwebs. So, if if you are a Twitter folk, you can just go to at sama underscore megami. So, S-A-M-A underscore M-E-G-A-M-I. And my profile actually has my linked tree. And that has all the things. So, like, you can... Every now and then I'll get on Twitch and I'll do, like, art stuff. And every now and then I'll put new stuff up on YouTube. So, but Twitter, Twitter's kind of my, my default, my go-to. I just kind of hang out and word vomit or picture vomit or
1: whatever. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Um, yeah, this was so much for fun. Me. Yeah, absolutely. I'm excited. Absolutely. This is, I
0: think, my first podcast
1: podcast I've ever been on. Oh, nice. You're going to start a podcast soon now. Watch. That's usually what happens. Mm, you're on the no. couple, and the next thing you know, you're doing a podcast.
0: I don't have time for that, especially with this new new campaign building toy. I, I mean, that's like the next 40 hours of my life, at least.
1: That's true. That's true. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll let, you, I'll let you go, so that way, uh, yeah, you can get back to planning... For the campaign. Thanks again for being on the podcast. And yeah, thank you podcast. everyone for listening. And we'll see you next episode. Bye everybody!
2: <laughs> a war on land is split in two Famine and poverty Now the rule Five adventures come to town and hollow eyes just stare them down A dark-winged raven Above her head shadows from her steeds every step cloaked in purple, black and dread we, we should have seen a coming day. Here come the killers of Kyrgyzstan laying waste all across the land women, children and dead. Oh, what they